0: Hello and greetings, everyone. I'm Pastor Edwin Strickland, and I serve as the senior pastor of Fellowship of Champions Church International, a worldwide ministry helping people to learn to live out their God-given dreams by walking in love and living by faith. And I get to be your host and your guide for this exciting journey that we're about to take that we call Ed Talk with Pastor Strickland. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Ed Talk with Pastor Strick podcast. I am your host, Pastor Strick, and you know what we do every week here on Ed Talk. We gather together so that we can blend the realms of knowledge, instruction, and faith with real-world solutions. Listen, whether you're on a quest to expand your knowledge base whether you're just looking to uplift your soul on this Tuesday afternoon, or whether you're trying to find common ground between the practical and the spiritual, I want you to know that you have come to the right place. Listen, together we are forging connections, we are bridging gaps, we are sparking thought and igniting curiosity and nurturing our souls to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. That's what we do every time we gather for Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. So without any further ado, let us get ready to dive into today's enlightening conversation with our special guest, Pastor, Apostle Dr. Dexter Howard. Now listen, before I read his bio, before I bring him on screen, you guys know what I ask you to do every time we gather together. I ask you to make sure that you like or that you love that broadcast. So go ahead, like the break the broadcast go ahead and love it also i ask you to make sure that you comment if you're watching this live or if you're catching on the replay you will know you're watching live because you'll see a small red box in the upper left hand corner of your screen or on your phone and it will use the word live that means you are catching us in real time if you happen to not see that red box then go ahead and just hashtag the word replay in the comment section if you're watching live go ahead and hashtag the word live and let us know you're watching live also we have people who watch and listen to this podcast all over the united states and dare i say all over the world based on my recent analytics so go ahead and let us know where you are tuning in from Are you in Texas? Are you in Florida? Are you in California, New York? Are you in Boise, Idaho? Where are you watching from? Go ahead and let us know by hashtagging in the comment section. I see we got people from Memphis. We have got Northwest Arkansas. We have people in the DMV, the uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. We have people here in, in in great Northwest Arkansas. So go ahead and let us know where you are watching from. And then do this. Make sure you help me out. Let's go knock on some social media doors. Help me with our social media outreach. What does that mean? Like or love the broadcast? Tag your friends. Share it to your page. Share it to your story. Get the word out there because I'm telling you this conversation we're going to have with Apostle Howard today is designed to absolutely change your life now i always tell you there's multiple ways in which you can connect with ed talk you can connect with us on youtube by simply going to www.pastorstrict.com. if you type that in your browser it'll take you directly to my youtube channel you can subscribe you can uh listen and get notified every time ed talk goes live if you more of a facebook person not a problem you can join us on facebook Ed Talk now has a place on that little blue app. All you have to do is go to Facebook.com, and it's Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. One word, Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. It'll take you directly to that Facebook page. It launched about two weeks ago, and so far, we're a little over 500 people who have subscribed to it, and we believe that is just going to keep growing. So I encourage you to go and do that today. So good to see you, Tracy, this morning, uh, this afternoon. Glad to see you. Glad to see you, Kim, from Maryland. Listen, you can also go to our landing page. Maybe you like to listen to your podcast on the go. Maybe you don't have time to sit down and listen to us live, but you like Google, you like Spotify, you like Apple, you like Amazon, you like iHeartRadio. And rather than going to that platform and trying to search for me, you can simply go to www.pastorstrictpodcast. And if you go to Pastor Strict Podcast, that landing page will pull up, in any social, in any uh, podcast mechanism (laughs) that you use to listen to podcasts, you can find me directly right there. You can find me right there and it'd be so easy for you to do, all right? Listen, that's all of our announcements. Now we get to get to the good stuff. As you know, we finished season two of Ed Talk and in between season two and season three, which will kick off sometime in 2024 in January, I wanted to do something called The Blueprint, and we've been having these amazing conversations with what I call impactful leaders, uh, people who are making a mark in not just the church, but in our communities at large. And so we kicked off this series called The Blueprint, Lessons from Impactful Leaders. And we kicked it off. Uh, I had to have my wife on there first, not just because she's my wife, but because she has some great strategies that she has used to build what used to almost be a hobby for her into a multi million dollar business. And I, and, I, and, and, I, and I appreciate that because she retired me. Uh, <laughs> she retired me off my job by doing what God had told her to do and using some specific strategies that she now teaches to other people who have got them from being in a hobby to being six-figure earners to now taking their, um, their, their business and scaling it to the next level uh, so that they too can reach that millionaire business status. Uh, and then after that, we had my good friend who I actually met through Pastor Howard <laughs> years and years and years ago, uh, Apostle Banks. And we talked about healing the father wound. And so many of you reached out and talked about how powerful uh, that was. And then I had my friend uh, E.C. uh, and just he just came on and just talked about what it takes to be successful uh, in terms of business, in terms of ministry. In terms of being a mentor. And that was a great conversation. And then we jumped to the business world and we had a business owner and serial entrepreneur, Mr. Lemoyne Robinson, on. And he gave us some great insights about how to balance uh, love and business. He and his wife, Crystal, do a podcast called Love and Business. And if you and your spouse are in business together or you do anything, even ministry together, uh, you want to listen to that podcast because they have some great nuggets about how uh, to work together to do what God has called you to do. And then on today, oh, my goodness, here we get ready to go. I got my good friend, Pastor Dexter Howard, who's going to come and we're going to talk about the power of consistency, steady steps toward success all right that's what we're going to be talking about today so before I bring him on I, I, I do this I do this because I want people to know who we're talking about he I don't want to embarrass him but I, I need to read just a little bit about who he is. Now, I've been knowing Pastor Dexter literally for almost 30 years. I met him when I, got, when I came to Northwest Arkansas in 1994, just a few months before he married his lovely wife, uh, Pastor Jeanette. So I've been knowing him for a while. But let me tell you a little bit about who we're going to get to interact with today. Uh, Pastor Howard uh, is an international speaker. He is an author. And more importantly, he's a kingdom builder. His passion is to develop leaders and inspire believers to reach their God given potential in order to change the entire world around them. Pastor Howard is a mobilizer. He's a gifted and dynamic motivator, as well as a masterful teacher of God's word. And if you follow him, you know that he just became Dr. Howard as well. His compassionate leadership has impacted the lives of countless people throughout um, the domestic world and the international world. He travels extensively to Haiti and to Africa as a speaker, as a teacher, and as a humanitarian. He and his lovely wife, Jeanette, they founded Restoration Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, over 23 years ago. Hey, I remember when it was Life Harvest Church International. <laughs> uh, and this is now a dynamic and thriving congregation that is still impacting the northwest Arkansas region. In 2015, he and his wife they launched a second campus location. Not like most people do in the next city. Uh-uh. They went all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and established the restoration place in Charlotte. And is a thriving ministry there. Pastor Howard is the author of a book called Identity Shift. The change that changes everything. And I'm sure he's going to talk a little bit and give us some nuggets from that today as we talk about consistency. Uh, and Identity Shift was written and designed to usher believers beyond the borders of casual Christianity. And, you know, here at Ed Talk and at Fellowship of Champions, we talk about moving beyond this idea of casual Christianity so that people can live out their true identities as sons of God. Readers would be inspired to embrace the spirit of sonship and to walk in their God-given authority in order to change the world around them when they engage with this book. Apostle Howard's most important roles, though, is that of son, husband, and father. As I said, he is married to Jeanette Howard, and he is the father of six. That's right, six. I always say they got one more than we got. They have six beautiful kids, all daughters, and I love it. I can remember their names because they're named in alpha order, which is Alexa, Bethany, Celeste, the twins, Destiny and Eden, and of course, last but certainly not least, Miss Faith, and they live joyfully in Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, y'all welcome to the stage.
1: Apostle Dr. Dexter Howard. How you doing, my friend? Man, after that introduction, I don't know if I can live up to that, man. I got all this (laughs) pressure on me now. (laughs) Listen, I thank you so much for
0: being here. I appreciate it. Uh, I know we had a little difficult to get started, but I see people are coming in now. So everybody who's coming in, those of you who know uh, Apostle Howard, go ahead and say hello to him. I don't know if you can see it but somewhere on your tab over there you can click on that comment section you can see people saying hello and seeing okay. all the comments and everything they need to say But I, I appreciate you being here i know you're busy
1: i know oh, you it's my pleasure man
0: going on uh, but i'm looking forward to today's conversation about the power of consistency i Thank am you. too i think you're gonna have a lot to, a lot to share with us
1: <laughs> yes sir yes sir it's gonna be exciting
0: listen as we get started just tell the people. I know I read the bio, but just tell the people a little bit about who you are. Because we, we make assumptions that everybody know us, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but but they don't. Right. <laughs> like right. People who may not know you may not know that you and I, it wasn't in your bio. Uh, but I think it's going to lend itself to this conversation. You were a not just a D1
1: Football player, but you mm-hmm. played for the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville. You're a Razorback. <laughs> Absolutely played, yes, sir. Uh, I came to Arkansas in 1989 from Little Rock, graduated from Little Rock Central. I was an outside linebacker uh, and, uh, yeah, actually played, actually started my senior year uh, at uh, what we call Rush In. It was an a outside linebacker with my hands in the ground and uh, just just had a fantastic experience at the University of Arkansas as you well know, uh, your lovely wife and I, we were, we were schoolmates yep. <laughs> and, uh, and we had a great time. And, and also, uh, the Lord, I had a spiritual experience with God, uh, there, uh, at, at the university of Arkansas, and then ultimately accepted my call into the ministry. And, uh, I was licensed, uh, by, uh, Pastor Jackson Aaron Hawkins, and um, and who at one point in time you also uh, had experience with as well, and uh, and the rest is history, as they say.
0: <laughs> That's great, and, and I, I think, you know, one of the things that I'm going to just jump into our conversation about, and, and I sent you some questions, but I told you I just want yeah. to be kind of an organic conversation. Absolutely. This idea of consistency. Even going back to your football days. Yeah. Going back to the days of when you planted your ministry, because what a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, there's a difference in starting a ministry <laughs> as it is <laughs> to walking into a ministry that's been established for 50, 60, 100, or 150 years, right? A
1: big difference.
0: <laughs> and so just kind of talk about, in general terms, when you hear that word, the power of consistency Mm -hmm. What does does mean to you in your, uh, personal life, in your professional life. And what is it for you now, even on a daily basis?
1: Well, you know, I've, I've always been a wordsmith, uh, a lover of words. And so when you, when you think about consistency, I I think about what's the meaning of consistency, uh, whether it's on a personal level or whether whether it's on a professional level, because I think we're talking about both today. Yes. Uh, Consistency is about establishing and maintaining a rhythm, Mm. a steady rhythm uh, in both actions and also in your behavior, in your in your habits, because we all know that your behavior or your mindset, what becomes a set mind, if you will, uh, it will determine your uh, behaviors; it will determine your actions, and so I think it's it's a it's a consistent rhythm of that, a consistent or or a steady rhythm of that hmm. uh, daily, over and over again. It's not hit and miss, but consistency is about a steady rhythm of doing the same thing over and over again until it becomes a set. Behavior, a set mindset. Uh, And so to me, that's what it means. It's about establishing daily routines, daily behaviors uh, that is going to lead towards an ultimate outcome. And hopefully that outcome will produce success for you. And so, can you share
0: what maybe some of your daily habits have become? Because typically, we know that habits are our birth typically mm-hmm. one of our core values
1: absolutely
0: whether we acknowledge it or not uh, absolutely if, if we get up every morning and and, and we laze around <laughs> whether, whether or not that's one of our core values right <laughs> that's right you know, but what are some of your core values and mm-hmm. on top of that speak to the people who say they may struggle with mm. you, that rhythm you talked about
1: absolutely life or whatever yeah, one one of my core values is is excellence. Uh, okay, I, I, like I, I value excellence extremely. Uh, you would probably kind of say I'm OCD. <laughs> my, my wife would definitely say I'm OCD. <laughs> I don't know if that has to do, Pastor Strickland, with us being January babies or what. <laughs> it, it might because my wife would probably tell you I'm a
0: she, she may be nice and say I'm borderline. <laughs>
1: so so with that uh i i value and i prioritize being excellent try to be to the best of my ability we're human of course you know we're not flawless or uh you know we're not without error uh and i don't shoot for perfection i never shoot for perfection i just i just shoot to be better every day of my life mm. i shoot to be better uh And so that what what that excellence looks like for me uh, is presenting the best Dexter I can present at that moment in time. Right now, I'm on uh, Ed Talk podcast. I want to present the best me I can present right now in terms of uh, the value that I bring to the table in terms of the information that I uh, and the preparation that that I've put in to even prepare For this moment Mm. Uh, and uh, in my appearance, uh, in my articulation or whatever, again, it's not it don't have anything to do with being perfect Uh, perfection. It doesn't take perfection to be excellent. It just takes putting forth your best you. And that's what sometimes I think that we miss uh, when it comes to excellence is is how to put forth the best me. Only, you know, that. Mm. Can anyone tell you what the best you look like? Deep down inside, you know what the best you look like, and so uh, it takes effort to do so. It takes uh, intention. Mm. Uh, that's another core value of mine mm. is being being intentional. Uh, every every day, I wake up with intention. I wake up knowing what what my schedule's like, what it's going to take to fulfill those assignments in that schedule for that day. And then I prepare. Preparation is key. Uh, I believe being intentional requires you to prepare. You can't be intentional without preparation. Uh, and and then I think another core value uh, is, is caring. Uh, and, you know, of course, caring, uh, the root of that is love having Mm -hmm. having the love of god in your heart uh and so that allows you to care and be compassionate for for others and it doesn't have to be anything that you have to manufacture no it comes from the core of who you are uh i wake up caring caring not just about myself but i care what happens in the lives of others Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes 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 great leaders uh my wife uh one time not not to veer us off conversation but i but I think this could add value uh to what we're discussing. my wife uh she mentioned to me about a study that uh, she had read about uh that uh some organization had did a study on uh some of the greatest military leaders generals five star mm-hmm. generals, and they wanted to come come out of this study with. What was the the seamless characteristic that ran throughout uh, these five star generals, their approach to leadership? And one of the things was, is uh, not that uh, they were so extremely brave or they were so Mm -hmm. extremely courageous. No, they were so extremely caring Mm -hmm. They cared about those that they led, and that's what made them great generals. They were great lovers, and that's what I try to be every day of my life, especially uh, when we talk about consistency, is, is I try to be a great lover of people, and that helps me to be intentional. It helps me to put forth my best effort every time I step forward Uh that's why I hated the technical difficulties that I was having. It's like, why do I have to have tech? I was supposed to be on this thing 10 minutes early. <laughs> and 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 so, you know, you have to you have to learn how to pivot in those moments as well, because like I said, it's not about being perfect, but it's about just 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 caring, caring about uh, the outcome of the situation, caring about uh, the results that happen in people's lives, especially people that God has Enabled me to come across their path for me to be able to add value to their lives. And I hope I do so today as well I really care about the outcome of your listeners I care about the results that they experience in their life Whether or not they ever experience any level of success that you and I have been able to experience that matters to me And so every day of my life is impacted by that core value
0: Well, here's one thing I can tell you right now those who listen to me consistently will probably think I slipped you a $20
1: bill and
0: asked <laughs> you to pay them all. That because that is what i have been saying throughout season one and season two wow now, let, me, let me pick up on something that you said about this caring phenomenon right mm. you know that i'm trained as a as an elementary teacher mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. have a reason administration educational policy mm-hmm. one of the things that i always told new teachers who came to work for me i didn't care at what grade level they were teaching whether it was elementary Middle school, junior high, or high school, even on the college level. One of the things I always said to teachers was, "Kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care." You got it. Is the thing that resonates with people, uh, and people know you care about them before you ever have to tell them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell people that. That's right. That's a that is a that is a powerful powerful. Core value that plugs mm. into consistency. Can you yes, consistently sir. love people? You know, mm. the word God tells us it says that it's easy to love the lovable, <laughs> right, yeah, right? everybody can do that. <laughs> everybody can lay down their life for a friend. That's right. You have the ability to love the person who is an irritant, mm. the person who shows up and 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 asks you for advice ten times and don't do anything with, <laughs> don't do anything with don't, it. Don't, don't do anything with <laughs> it. <laughs> you still love on
1: them. Yeah.
0: Then this idea you mentioned, because we're talking about these core values, because sure. I want people to understand that when we talk about the power of consistency, it doesn't just start. Consistency mm-hmm. is birthed out of something. That's and right. Talking about these core values. And one of the things you mentioned was this idea of intentionality. That's right. And we spent probably two different Ed Talk episodes, one over season one, one in season two, about this idea. That we inspect what we expect.
1: Come right? on, come that, on. That,
0: that if you don't have the intentionality to be great, the intentionality to be caring, the intentionality right. to show up consistently, right? That's we right. Got six kids, I got five. We both got wives. We both have. <laughs> we have to be intentional about how we show up for each of those entities. Absolutely. So this power of intentionality is so important. And then you said. You don't strive for perfection. You Mm-mm. strive for excellence. Yes. And here's the thing. When we do that, we actually know when we're cheating ourselves.
1: Mm. Wow. You know,
0: I, I I was a, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't run track in college, uh, but I was, I was an exceptional athlete in track and field. I mm-hmm. was not to do that in college. Mm-hmm. You were an exceptional football player and chose to do that at a very high level in college. Yeah. But there were certain times, I guarantee you, and you can talk about this in practice where you had to do the same thing over and over (laughs) and over. Yes. Not because you didn't get it right, but because you could get it better.
1: Absolutely.
0: And when Absolutely. you were in the weight room, you knew whether or not you was giving your all on all, all in reps, or, or maybe it wasn't <laughs> nobody looking at you did eight instead of ten. But the fact of the matter is you didn't cheat anybody, but you if you did that,
1: right? That's right. That's so right.
0: Talk about consistency. I thought that was great. So, uh, I, you know, one of the things I ask my listeners to do sometimes is to engage us in the comment section. So, here's what I want the, my listeners to do. If you're listening right now, I want you to type in the comment section. It's not about perfection. It's mm, about excellence. That's good. Type yeah. that in the comment section. It's not about perfection. It is about excellence. Uh, and I think that those core values, uh, Apostle Howard, did you share? Those are the core values that get us through tough times.
1: Yes, so absolutely. Can you,
0: can you share with the people maybe something, it doesn't have to be real personal, but just maybe a personal example, something that you can mm-hmm. speak personally about how you had to um, rely on these core values, uh, and how you had to be consistent in a time where maybe it was e- it could have been easy to give up. And sure, out of something and share something. Absolutely, of that. You know, people
1: look at people look at pastors sometimes and think we have it easy. They think <laughs> we got it made. You know, <laughs> so talk about it a little bit. <laughs> you know, you know one of, one of my niches, um, Doctor Strickland is. Uh, is that when i when I show up, I want people to see a real live touchable person that they can relate to mm. uh, and so I don't try to show up with this red red cape on mm. like Superman I got you when I show up, I want to show up uh as the Clark Kent who's vulnerable,
0: mm. who
1: knows how to go in the, uh, the uh, phone booth and do the transformation and become what I need to become to be able to excel in that particular situation. But I also want the people to see and understand someone who goes through real challenges, someone uh, who uh, cries real tears just like they do, who has real pain, painful, disappointing, Moments in their life, just like everybody else. Mm. Uh, And I think that that's my niche uh, is I'm able to relate to people uh, and be relatable. Uh, And so one of the first things that 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 uh, comes to my mind, and sometimes I have to warn your audience, I'm almost too transparent. Oh you you you're in the right place then <laughs>
0: you you you're in the right place Not I think I had to be like you know what that I won't talk to my best
1: friend <laughs> well we're adopting them as our best friend today okay that's right that's right so so uh yeah uh the first thing that comes to my mind Dr. Strickland is when is when the Lord spoke to my heart and told me to go to Charlotte. Mm, okay and uh, and and you know what type of uh, ministry success we were experiencing there in Northwest Arkansas and uh, we were building something very very significant at least uh, I thought uh, that we were building something that was adding real real value not just to families and individuals but to the region uh, to the Northwest Arkansas region and we up up until that point we had been there uh, for 13, 14 years right. right. Uh, and uh, we were getting ready to plan a second campus uh, in Benville. I mean, so we were making plans to do all of that. We were in we were in the midst of a, a stewardship campaign uh, to pay off our building. Okay. Uh, I mean, we, we just had a lot going to church. The ministry was growing and the Lord spoke to me one day and said, go, go to Charlotte. I would only been to Charlotte one other previous time in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking I have all these associate ministers. As soon as I heard that word, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, we can, we can plant a campus in Charlotte and I'll send out one of our associates. And, uh, and the more I prayed about it, God never said another word to me. <laughs> About that because he's like, no, nah, you still don't get it. Right. I want I want you to go. And that's so unconventional to what we have seen the way we've seen it done. Yeah. You know, you know, the senior pastor doesn't go right. You know, you send people out. <laughs> the senior pastor sends people out. So that was real, real unconventional. And uh, I'll be honest, it took me three years uh, to get the courage to obey God mm. from the first Time the original time that I heard that, and uh, and so, uh, now let's not gloss over that. I think sure
0: for people to hear
1: absolutely that it
0: is possible to be consistent, Mm. you'll be working out your absolutely, absolutely
1: Absolutely.
0: not even your unbelief, your fear or your hesitation or your uncertainty. You heard God say it, I heard him say it. But Absolutely, like said, and, I, and I love that that happened because people think you know well, okay, pastors just hear God say something; it just happened. Mm-mm. We have to work through those things <laughs> too. Yeah, because it because it, it really came down to
1: were you going to obey God or not? That was it. That was it. Black, black, and white. Are you going to obey or are you going to walk in disobedience? Right. And so I had to get the courage to bring myself. the point where i could obey god i mean Mm -hmm. i had to work through all types of emotions and i built this from the ground up uh i put a whole lot of you know i got a whole lot invested in this my family lives here my friends sean and edwin strickland lives here i mean god you you, you're 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 uprooting me and you're telling me to go somewhere i've only been one other time in my Mm. life and uh And it was just difficult. And so I'm making a long story short, found the courage to obey God, uh, went through a whole lot of stuff. We began casting the vision. We went to Charlotte in a very successful way. The whole church didn't get up and storm out once we made the. I mean, it was done in such an excellent manner that people actually stood up when I made the announcement uh, after after months of, I mean, months, almost a year's worth of preparation and preparing people, when I made the public announcement on that Sunday in November uh, of 2014, uh, the people stood up. Uh, actually, it was November. I'm sorry, 2013. They stood up and gave a standing ovation, mm. uh, and uh, and so we moved to Charlotte, and. I'm you know full of zeal. I'm excited, you know. I got my mind wrapped around this thing. I can see it. And uh and we get here and we and we launch uh, the new campus September 13, 2015. Had a great turnout, jam-packed house. People came from everywhere, and I grew the church down uh to almost uh 50 people. Now I caught what you
0: just said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now,
0: a lot of people may have missed that, but I heard, I, I was like, wait, did he,
1: just, he, 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 he said he grew it down. <laughs> I grew it down to 50 people. And, uh, and of course, that's, that's not what I had in mind com- yeah. coming here. Uh, I was dreaming big, man. Oh, man, it's time. You know, God's given us a bigger platform. Of course, we're going to draw more people. We're in a bigger city, bigger area. Well, 2015 passed, 2016 passed, 2017 passed. And it was just like we were going nowhere. Mm. I still had to wake up. I still had to know what my plan was. I still had to know what the vision was. I still had to know what the strategy was. And I still had to work that plan. I still had to cast that vision to others, even when I was experiencing inner disappointment myself. Mm. And and so it was that consistently waking Uh up, doing the same thing over and over again, even when it doesn't seem like it's working, Mm -hmm. but you got to believe in you. Yeah. Even when it doesn't look like the plan is working. Consistency yeah. is not about you got your faith in a plan. It's that you got your faith in you, what you bring to the table and something that is greater than you, which is God. And and so I did that on a daily basis. 2017 passed. Still nothing had changed. 2018 came. 2019 came. Then, of course, you know, the pandemic hit. It hit. And right when we thought we were experiencing a little bit of momentum, the pandemic hit. Then we went to nothing. We had to shut the, shut the church down, shut the doors of the church down. God, okay, what am I going to do now? And so then we go digital. Yeah. We go virtual. but I'm, But I'm still working a plan. Yeah. And then the Lord spoke to me and he says, I want you to go and look for a building. God, we're in a pandemic. Why would I go look for a building?
0: <laughs> hey, that's when we got ours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why would I go look for a building in a pandemic? Yeah. And 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 my wife even asked me that. She says, why are you getting out? Nobody's even out. What? Why are you going out looking for a building? I said, because I feel like I'm supposed to. And uh, we end up finding this building and getting the building uh, and uh, the we were able to start having in-person services again about a year later. And, and I mean, to tell you, we're experiencing, and I'm skipping through a whole lot of details. We're experiencing ultra success Mm. right now because I kept at what we used to call in football. I stuck with my knitting. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not a knitter, Mm -hmm. but, but my, um, my director of operations, she's a knitter. Okay. And her name is Deborah White. And I said, I said, Elder Deborah, I said, explain that term when people say stick to the knitting. I believe I think I know what it means. She says, well, Pastor, knitting is so arduous. It's so, such a meticulous process that, that you, you can't stop knitting until you get to the end of a pattern. mm because it all goes together. One is intertwined into another, which is intertwined into another stitch. And you just got to keep knitting. It doesn't look like nothing's coming together. Mm. But if you keep knitting according to the pattern, then you have this beautiful thing that you desire. Oh, that pretty. And- and so that's what I kept doing Dr. Strickland is I stuck to the knitting mm-hmm. and I wouldn't let nobody come around me talking small thinking small mm-hmm. and I, and I wouldn't let their behavior change around me see uh, a part of thriving uh being consistent is being able to be consistently big in your heart while in small places mm-hmm. And it's very easy to start thinking small when you got when you're when you're surrounded by small, and so that's a part of being consistent. And so what we're experiencing today is because uh, I was willing to be consistent even in the midst of heartbreak, even in the midst of disappointment, even in the midst of disillusionment, thinking I missed God, thinking. Well, you know, Lord, what have I done? I moved my family nine hundred miles across country uh, for this, and uh, and it was all about consistency.
0: You know, that's that's that is a a powerful, powerful testimony because people look around and they think that everybody has a TDJ's experience. (laughs) I wish you know they they think everybody moved from the hills of West Virginia down to the new big city of dallas and instantly a hundred thousand people show up and that's not, that, that, that is such an outlier
1: that's an outlier
0: to the thousands of churches that are planted every year and mm-hmm. the thousands watch this of churches that close every year yes. i was i was reading some information from barner and they were saying barner's research group mm-hmm. and they were saying that literally um we are now on the negative side of churches closing. My as, God! But as I read through the article, what they were saying is there was a time, and I'm using just example numbers. Sure. Five thousand churches would open, but only four thousand would close. Mm. So we have a net of a thousand churches. Mm. But now they're saying there are ten thousand churches closing and Whoa. six thousand opening. So that wow. we're now in a season where we are seeing a negative. Game of church mm. that remain open. Uh, mm. I think so much of it is, is that people have lost their ability to have what I call stick to itness. You got it. They don't have the ability to be consistent. With you got people. it going on. You know, when you when you sit down and you hear, and I love the way you say it, you know, we open up, we have all of this uh, enthusiasm and then you grow it down to 50. <laughs> the question is, what do you do with the 50? Because, uh, because let's be honest, when you walk out on the stage and it's a thousand people out there, come on, let's just be honest. It's come on. be a little pumped. Come okay? on. But when you walk out there and it's a thousand seats and 50 people, oh. The question is Are you going to be as consistent You know I think about the word in the Bible That talks about patience mm. Sometimes we, Come we, on. we Don't understand the word patience Come we on, Patient means sitting around And Mm-mm. waiting And seeing what's going to happen But when the Bible uses that word consistency Or yes. the word patience It's talking about that word consistency Absolutely Am I going to be as consistent With my core values With my with my excellence, am I going to be as intentional? uh, Yes. Every single day, when I have the fifty people, that's right. I'm going to wait till I get the five hundred to do it. Come on. Because the thing is, if you wait till you get to the five hundred, you won't ever get there. Come on. Your consistency in what you and Pastor Jeanette have been doing. In 2015, come on, 16, and and 18, and 19, and through the pandemic, that now you can look around and go, "Wow, look at this ultra growth that we're having." Yeah, people will look around and go, "Oh, they just did that because that's Dexter and Jeanette." No, they did that because there was this level of consistency, and consistency is what gets us toward these steady steps of
1: success. And I love the way you showed that. It's what we did with the 50 yes. that they saw that we genuinely cared. It's how we cared for them in the pandemic. Man, we provided such care for our people in the pandemic that it wasn't about them being at church. No, we care for you beyond you coming mm-hmm. to the building.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: now that you can't come to the building, we're calling the check on you. We, we're, 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 you know, we're bringing stuff to your house if you can't get out if you're sick or whatever. And 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 so it's that consistent. They show that they care, and uh, he will. He's gonna preach as hard and teach as hard to fifty as he will two hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. And when people know that you genuinely care, uh, they will. They'll they'll go to war for you. They'll go to the end of the earth for you. Well, I'm sure you got to know you
0: care. You had coaches like that, whether it was in junior high school, high school, college, whatever. There are some there are some people who you as individuals, we know that they care so much about us. We will actually go further than Mm. we ever intended to go on their behalf because Mm. we know they care. And that, that's yeah. that core value you were talking about when we began this podcast, right? That's about, right. About, about caring. Caring. And I think one of the other things you talked about that I don't want our lo- our listeners to lose track of is this idea that sometimes you have to keep dreaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dreaming is part of your consistency. It's a part of it. The Bible says, will your beginning be small. <laughs> Mm. That your latter end shall greatly increase. That's well, it. How? I have to keep dreaming. That's so it. Am I am I appreciative of the fifty? Yes, but I keep absolutely dreaming. am. I absolutely. appreciative of the two fifty. Yes, but I can't yes. absolutely. And it's not about numbers. It's about reaching more people for 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 Christ. That's it. We know that the more people we have on our team, the more we can extend. That Come on.
1: But we, we got
0: a dream. You got to be you have to be consistent. You got to. You, you talked about and you didn't call it this, but you but you did call it this mm. it's the idea of resiliency and
1: determination. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, mean,
0: I, I know that there's been some some things um, besides just the movement to Charlotte mm-hmm. that you to face some disappointments. Mm-hmm. Your life, yes right? sir absolutely you know, it's probably not a pastor i would i would say i don't care how big their church or how small <laughs> their church is at some point they had at least the thought
1: should i keep on doing this a- absolutely. And, absolutely am i wrong am I no wrong? you you are, you are absolutely right dr strickland uh you know you know my wife just went through uh a very serious health uh challenge um uh, about three years ago maybe even four years ago uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, actually, and I'm being quite honest. I'm not, I'm not over, over exaggerating the point. Uh, uh we thought we were going to lose her. Hmm. Uh, and so even, even some of our friends like you and, uh, pastor Sean, Sean, uh, didn't even know we didn't even communicate to our friends, the seriousness of it. Only, only our family knew and our local church here, our local campus here. Right. Um, and, uh, Uh, even in, even during that time, do you know people that we have been in relationships with for years, um, for whatever reason, for one reason or the other walked away, they left, Mm um, uh, people that you poured into people that you have set up with and prayed with, uh, just walked away. Uh, and, uh, I really became disillusioned with the Lord, uh, during that time uh and really really felt like giving up very very strongly uh and um uh, but it was that it was it, it i think that's one of my superpowers is tenacity and re- and resilience mm. uh i i i just refuse to give up i don't care what it looks like and my wife sometimes tell me that can be a detriment for me as well, because I don't know when to give up. <laughs> all, all superheroes have that little
0: thing that sometimes works against.
1: Them. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. So so it's like I, it's just like, man, I just have bulldog faith It's like I'm not going to give up. I feel like giving up, but I'm not going to do it. I, I, I'm, I don't even I can't even bring myself to do it, even though I get real, real close talking about it in my heart. But when it comes to it i just don't have give up in me uh and I, I so I say it like this sometimes i don't have the
0: courage to pull the trigger on quitting <laughs> I, I know some people can i might have to it. steal that one you you can have it <laughs> i just i say it to my people all the time it's not that i don't want to give up sometimes mm. i don't want to throw in the towel I simply do not have the courage to pull the trigger
1: on That's what? good. That is so good. I just that don't. is so good, man. And you know, you know, you think about uh people like your Tyler Perry's and mm-hmm. uh people like that who slept in his car, was homeless for years, and uh and and you look at him now, he's a multi-billionaire. I didn't say millionaire, yeah, yeah, I, said yeah, yeah, yeah. I said billionaire. Own owns this, owns. Uh, hundreds of acres in Atlanta uh, has the largest studio in the world. In fact, if you go to Atlanta, they have to, it's an exit. It's got his name on it that goes to his studio. <laughs> <laughs> it was because the brother didn't give up. Yeah. He didn't give up, and he didn't experience success until later on in life. No, no you know so many people
0: if you follow their lives like actors and stuff mm-hmm. they, they they were consistent in going to those callbacks getting little bitty parts in shows yeah. you know all these little bitty things and then what happens is we see them in a blockbuster movie And we Mm think they just showed up. What you don't know is they've been doing that for 15 (laughs) years. They've been waiting (laughs) tables. They've been living in hostels with with 10, 12 other people. They've been, uh, you know, uh, doing whatever they could do to make ends meet uh, in order to make their dream come true. But they kept dreaming.
1: Yes, sir. Dreaming. Here's here's what's going to help your listeners. I approach every endeavor now with this question what if it does happen yeah what if it works out what if it works out Mm. i approach every situation i enter into and say what if it actually works
0: out listen i need all my listeners to put that in the comment section right now I need you to just type that in the comment to yourself because you, your you need your eye gate to see it and your ear gate to hear it. Type that in the comment section. What if, what if? it works out?
1: What if it works out? So, it works out? so now that's going to take my preparation now to a whole different level mm. because now I'm going to prepare in smallness like it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to prepare. See, your mindset. Like I want to play. That yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, like, like I'm actually gonna get on the field and play today. Yeah, yeah. So so mindset can work against you if you're not careful. Yes. Your mindset, man. Uh so you either got a winning mindset or a losing mindset or uh in uh some um uh uh, what would you say uh psycho social arenas we call it a growth mindset growth it's mindset growth mindset that's exactly right yeah. and and so i try to always take on a growth growth mindset yeah. is yeah. i'm going to prepare as if i'm going to win yeah i love
0: that i love that because here is here is the thing that i want our listeners to understand you have to ask this question where do you get your motivation from because when it comes to consistency, wow, if you are waiting on external factors mm. to cause you to be consistent, you are going to live at the whim of other people.
1: That's exactly and right. I
0: think sometimes you know, people, you know, it may be pastor, uh, apostle, doctor, because we <laughs> are generally paid. But 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 I noticed something about our personalities, and that yeah. is that we don't Outside motivation is nice, but we don't need it. I don't need it. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. Like, like when I decide to do something, it's great if people say that's a good job. But literally, if nobody ever says a good job, I'm not don't about whether someone told me good job. No. My question is, am I, doing, am, I, am I doing it for me? Am I not doing it for myself? Absolutely. So I think that is one of the things that our listeners can take from today's teaching is that if you want to be consistent you have to get over needing external motivation to do
1: so. Yes, yes, <laughs> say, yes. <laughs> absolutely. I I would say absolutely agree with that. Uh you 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 got to get over needing the applause of people and yes. the agreement of people. No, where is your internal motivator coming from? Uh if it's not coming from intrinsically within uh, then you're going to continue to need people to tell you you're doing a good job or to say you ought to do that I I agree with that do you know how many knows you're gonna get to whatever dream or goal that you come up with you're gonna have people to tell you you're crazy I had people to tell me when I told him the Lord told me to go to Charlotte I had one pastor in the region there I won't I won't mention their name, but I had one pastor tell me, uh literally looked at me and said, "Have you have you lost it?" You lost your mind? Yeah. "Have you have you lost it?" And and I went, I said, "Well, possibly so because I'm going to do it." Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're if you're waiting on somebody to jump on your proverbial bandwagon just to encourage you to move forward with a goal or with a dream, uh, then uh, that's the wrong motivator. And you're never going to get where you need to go or where you desire to go needing some external motivator like that. No truer words have ever been spoken.
0: You know, I, I think about, and somebody put in the comment section, you have to learn to encourage yourself. And they're like mm. right. I think about, I think about David after they had uh burned zigzag down you know that's, that's a story we people talk about a lot and, and yeah one of the things that you know it, it, he he talked about how he after he had taken the ephod and went and asked God should he pursue he talked about he had to encourage himself because mm. men who had just been with him, who had yep. just fought in battle with him when they came back and saw their wives and children were gone and all of their possessions had been. They crushed, were ready to kill him. They Listen, they had a sidebar conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, now, listen, we're going to have to take him out. <laughs> and sometimes in life, life will get together. And life will talk about wanting to take you out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You will have to be able to encourage yourself. Absolutely, if everybody else is not willing to encourage you. you Absolutely. Know, you talk, you talk Pastor Dexter about 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 the nose. Mm. So, um, uh, of course, my spiritual father is Pastor Tony Brazelton. Yep. But one of one of one of my teachers who I admire in the Body of Christ is Doctor Ivy Hilliard. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, and sir. One of
0: the things Doctor Hilliard talks about, and he talks about it often. And if you ever listen to him, you, you know the story. He talks about when him and Bridget got ready to buy a house, mm. and he got told twenty-one times, "No, we are not giving no broke preachers no more." <laughs> wow. Now, 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 think about this because this is at a time he where ain't broke he, no more. That's he, all he, I know. But you look at him now, you go, "Well, who would say that to him?" But this when he was in a shotgun building. Mm. And he he showed that little raggedy building. It's raggedy to me. (laughs) It was a little raggedy building. It was him and Bridget. I think maybe they had one or two kids at the time. He was trying to get her a house. And he has got all these naysayers because he came out of the Baptist denomination where Mm -hmm. he was a deal. Mm -hmm. And so he goes and kind of like when you got called out to North Carolina, he grew grew the church he had down at, I think he said (laughs) thirteen. He did worse than me. He did worse than you, <laughs> but, he, but he had these people and they just kept telling him, no, no, no. He said, and what he learned was that it didn't matter how many times somebody said no. If God said yes, his yes was out there.
1: That's it.
0: Yeah. And so, What I want us to end on, I want to ask you this question. How does your faith mm. play into the role of you being so consistent? and so able to persevere in the tough times. Because wow. we like talking about the practical, but we want to blend it with the spiritual. So, so talk to us about what faith means to you and how it yes. allowed you and your wife and your family and your ministry to be yes. so consistent and to persevere in spite of what, what 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 the world threw at you.
1: Well, let's just go to the word of God. The word of God okay. says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, it says, uh, they who come to God must first, or he who comes to God must first believe. Believe what? Believe that he is. Now you're a teacher, and so you understand the power of breaking things down within its context. Uh-huh. So I believe I'm not just believing, but it's telling me what I'm believing. Uh-huh. It says I must believe, believe what? Believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder Mm -hmm. of them that diligently seek so Mm -hmm. that God rewards. God is not out to punish me. God is a rewarder. So I don't have to fear God. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have to walk in fear of God. I don't have to walk in fear of punishment. The Bible talks about that, how fear has to do with that of punishment. Yes. And and so faith is the opposite of fear. And so, number one, I just believe that God is and that he offers this extraordinary power and strength that I can have access to. Yes. Not just externally, but internally, because this God has come to live on the inside of me. Yes. And so this power, as a matter of fact, the Bible talks about we've been infused with this power. He has infused us with his power uh, that uh, to will and to work that which is good. And so it's, it's not about how much brute and brawn and muscle and ability that, that Dexter Howard gets. I just believe. And you ask me about my faith. Mm. I just believe my strength comes from God. Yes. And here are two of my absolute all-time favorite scriptures in the Word of God is all things are possible oh. to them who what? Believe. Yes. Who put their trust in God. They believe that He is, and they believe that He is powerful enough to that he can do whatever he needs to do about their situation. And so I believe I can do all things through, through him. And number two is uh, I, can, uh, I, can, I can do all things through Christ, but also all things are possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe all things are possible. All things, hard things, difficult things, easy things, all things are possible if I believe. What what is it? What what is the common thread uh, that uh, 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 threads those two scriptures together that I just shared? All things are possible to them that are be- uh, to them that believe. Or I can do all things uh, through Christ who strengthens me. It mm-hmm. is believing. believing. It's believing. It's believing. Believing that he is believing that God is big and bad enough mm, to come do on now. whatever he wants to do, come on now. whenever he wants to do it, and that he is after my good and he is not after my bad. I
0: know that's right.
1: If bad stuff happens to you, it ain't because God calls it. It ain't because you can you can you can take that religious thinking somewhere else. Is that God does not cause bad stuff to happen to people? You can't blame that on God. That's just a part of of living in the earth. Yeah. That's a part of being a part of living in a fallen world. Bad things happen. But it ain't because God caused it.
0: <laughs> that's right. No, you preaching now. You're preaching. <laughs> Listen, so if you're if you're listening to Pastor Dexter right now, I want you, he's going to finish up, but I want you to put this in the comment section. I want you to type this. I can do. Come on, hard things. That's right. I can do hard things. I love it. Listen, it, it I don't. I don't care what it is. If God has called you to do it, he only called you to do it because he's already enabled you to be able to do it. Come on. It is literally already a done thing. So when you see something and it is difficult and you know God called you to do it, you have to open up your mouth and say, I can do hard things. Come on. I can come do on. hard things. That's Anything it. I do don't have to be easy. I can do hard things. Why? Because the man of God just said, "If I can believe, come on, all things are possible, and that I can do all things through Christ." So if I can do all things, I can do the hard ones. Come on, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's it. You can do hard, hard, can things. Do hard things. Absolutely, and um, and it's not about how much education you have. It's not about and 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 you and i both have terminal degrees yep. uh but listen i'm no greater man of faith because i have a doctorate degree right right i was i was i was i was just as great of a man of faith before i even received my terminal degree yes uh it took faith to get it yep. right right <laughs> it took a lot of faith to stick with it <laughs> that's that consistency uh, Absolutely. It was about consistency and 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 your faith will help you to overcome your your faith will help bridge the gap where you have gaps. And listen, faith is about acknowledging the gaps, but also acknowledging that God has a filler for every gap. That's what faith is about. Mm. God can fill my gaps.
0: Yeah, that's Faith faith is the bridge builder. For your moments of inconsistency, Ooh, that's good. Faith is your bridge builder for your moments of inconsistency. When I when I when I feel like being inconsistent, mm.
1: my faith gives me the fortitude to keep going. Come on, that's what come it on. That's you what- know, you know, back in uh, back in February of this year, uh, it was coming down to rubber rubber meeting the road. And I'm sure you're very, very familiar with this time uh, in your dissertation process, where I had um, I had about ooh, ten chapters left mm. to write, uh, and and it was due in April, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't I just didn't see how I was going to do it. I just honestly said this I'm I'm going to have to ask for an extension. Uh, But every day I woke up, uh, I woke up and I said, I don't feel like doing this. I'm tired. My brain is tired. But God, you're brilliant. And I'm tapping into your brilliance today. I'm going to go and write for six hours. That's good. And do you know I did that every day? from February the first until April, whatever it was, the 10th, I did that every day. And by that week of April the 10th, I was working on my last chapter all the way up until I left to go to California to graduate. (laughs) Uh, But the whole point is, is that I kept believing every day. Mm. I kept believing. And you put, I, and you put action with your believing. Well, and, faith is you know, I, faith
0: is nothing without action. And I think people miss that. They go I'm believing, yeah. I'm believing, but but how do I know you're believing? I need to be seen. There should be some corresponding action. So, corresponding action. So you actions. Get up
1: everyday believing, but you get up everyday working too. C- ooh, come on, come on, come on. That's 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 how I know you got faith. Yes. It's when I see the working. Yeah. You can say you got faith all day long. Paul, the apostle Paul, uh, 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 no, James, it was, it was the apostle James. James says, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Yeah. yeah. He said, faith without works being alone is dead. And so, yeah, you got to have corresponding action. And so I really, I really think that that's what it boils down to, Dr. Strickland, is is us taking what we say we believe and putting corresponding consistent. corresponding action with it yeah yeah and having some internal motivators and not having to have external motivators that's what's going to cause people in 2024 as we step into this new year to experience their desired outcomes
0: listen pastor i appreciate it that's this is exactly what i wanted to have happen today i wanted to people to just hear some of those nuggets i wanted people Mm. to know that What you see working in someone's life didn't just show up. Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes, there's been a level of consistency because you don't reach great results in any area of your life, whether it's in athletics, arts and entertainment, whether it's in politics, in business, in law, it doesn't matter. You have to put in the work.
1: You've got you to. to
0: put in that work and that time. You have to persevere because it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Jesus told us, he says, in this world, you're going to have some troubles. He said, <laughs> but don't trip about the trouble. i have already overcome it. but that don't mean you're not going to have to go through something. And That's it. But I love how you say, but God ain't putting this on you. God Guys, you have troubles because this world is full of them. Not Come on, not because of
1: me. That's but because right. Of this world. That's right. So
0: in me, you can find every answer, Come every uh, solution. We Come say on. We say at our church all the time. You can't think of a problem that God hadn't already thought of a solution for. It's Come already on. done. It's done. One of the it's things, already done. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the last word. I'm going to read uh, something that we've been reading at our church. Uh, since November, God gave us his whole entire guiding word. But I'm just going to read the very first part of it because I think it's our motivation. Yes, sir. Or for, for getting that internal fortitude you talked about.
1: Yes. Being
0: consistent. And here's the first part of this guiding word that, the God, that God gave us for 2024. He says, I am your father in covenant. Mm. It says, and I declare unto you that there has been a shift in the realm of the spirit. And I believe everything within me, Pastor Dexter, that, that shift has to do with people's ability to be consistent. Yes, sir. He yes, said, sir. These future days that are the days that I have long prepared for you. He says the supernatural shall increase in every arena of your life. Wow. He says, so prepare yourselves for I have opened heaven's gates wide for you. He says, and here's your key. He says, and those who believe Come on. and those who will receive, he says, you will see that I will begin to perform mighty acts on their behalf. And wow. I, I was still in our church. That's what we're taking into 2024. Mm-hmm. God has already done his part. It's already That's right. it's done. Right. It's it's like on it's, it's finished. It's finished. His part is finished. It is going to be up to us as believers, those of us who say we are Jesus followers, to learn to be consistent, even right. when it's uncomfortable.
1: I give absolutely. you that.
0: I give you the last words. Give I'm up a, some parting words.
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to close with this. I, I am in my last week. I'm in my 12th week of a 90 day fitness and nutrition program. I know this is near and dear to your heart. Dr. Strickland, because you've <laughs> you've lost, what, 60, 60 pounds? 60 pounds down in, since September 1st. Come on, man. I give you a virtual high five, man. <laughs> uh, that is so awesome because uh, I know that that didn't just happen. Right. I know that that took a lot of intentionality. Uh, and you've been consistently maintaining it. Mm-hmm. See, it takes consistency even to maintain. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and so I've been, I've been watching you, and you've been kind of being my – my, uh, uh, coach from afar. You didn't even know you were, but you was coaching me from afar. Um, uh, but, uh, someone, someone uh, challenged me actually. Uh, and they said, if you do this, I'll pay for it. It was a $1,400 program. Um, mm. uh, and I did it. Uh, and I, and I did it counting the cost too. Mm. I mean, it took me about three weeks to make my mind up, but I oh, said, really? I'm going to do it. <laughs> I did. So, so, uh, and and uh, it's it's been tough, man. I mean, because you got to be consistent even as you travel. And, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, you already know I travel a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but I, eating, you know, when you're at home, especially with the eating. Right. Yeah, especially with the eating. And so I had to be in the gym every day, uh, even if I was in a hotel, even if I was in a city. And maybe the hotel gym didn't have what I need. I had to go find me a why, I had to go find me a planet fitness, mm-hmm. and I had to be consistent. Well, I'm on my 12th week right now. Wow, I'm down 15 pounds, all right, and I am in the best shape since my football days. Mm. I'm probably in just as good a shape mm. as I was in. Uh, my, my BMI is down my body mass index, uh, my body fat percentage is down. All of my numbers are looking wonderful. That's great. I say all that to say, and I'm so excited about where I am at 52 years old, getting ready to be 53 in a couple of days. Yep. Uh, I'm so excited about where I am, but it was because of, I had to ask myself a question and I, and I, and I'm trying to hold back tears because I don't want to just be a blubbering mess on your eye, on your, on your podcast (laughs) uh, is, I had to ask myself a question. Are you happy with where you are?
0: Mm.
1: That's the question
0: I asked myself too.
1: Are you happy with you? Mm. And the answer blatantly was no, I am not. Uh, And I think that that's every one of our, listeners today i want to challenge you to ask yourself that question are you happy with you
0: mm.
1: and the only one who can answer that question truthfully is you yeah and then the next thing is what are you you going to do about it what are you going to do about it <laughs> what are you going to do about it yeah. because because god has made us intrinsically uh wh- he has put the solution to every one of our problems, you just said it. He has put the solution to every one of our problems in us. Yeah, and so you have the power and the authority to do something about your desired outcome in your life, whether or not you're experiencing it or you're not. The power is within you. Yeah. I want. I want. I want to read this scripture as we end. Philippians chapter two, verse verse thirteen says okay. this. This this is the Amplified Classic translation. Not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, Mm -hmm. energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work Yes, for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Whatever you want, the power's within you, but just know it's not from your own ability You're tapping into God's ability that he's given you to experience incredible desired outcomes in 2024. And my prayer is that you experience ultra success. Uh, I want to see you being successful and whatever I can do to help. Just let me know.
0: Listen, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. Listen, this got so good, I forgot to look at the time. <laughs> I, I kept you longer than I was supposed to. It's all I, good. It's all I, good. Thank you being here. Listen, I want you to think about, that. those of you that are listening, those of you who will hear this on the replay, listen, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about those parting words that uh, Dr. Howard left us with. The idea of, am I happy with me? And that's not just your fitness journey. Mm-mm, no, happy with you in terms of your career, in terms of your relationships, in terms of your finances, yes, in terms of your health, uh, are you ha- are they are you happy with you? And don't mm-hmm. just stop there. When mm-hmm. you say no, and you got to be honest with yourself because you'll know whether you're being dishonest and disingenuous Definitely. yourself. Uh, you have to ask yourself that question, and you have to say. If I'm not, what am I going to do about it? Wow! What am I going to do about it? Because wow. if I don't, if I don't do something about it, then nothing's going to change.
1: Nothing's going to change. Have
0: yeah, whatever moniker we want for 2024. I'm going <laughs> through the door in 2024. I'm giving high five in 2024. So if you don't do something different, <laughs> nothing's going to change.
1: Nothing's going to change.
0: Pastor Howard, I appreciate you. Listen, give blessings to your lovely wife, to your beautiful children,
1: and you do the I, absolute I same keep up
0: with them. I know that they're doing great things. I love when you guys post and share. I, you know, I don't know what we did before the <laughs> age of social media. We actually speak <laughs> up the phone and ask how the kids were doing. That's how you
1: keep up with everybody, man. <laughs> and
0: so, and I,
1: congratulations I, to your baby girl uh, for just being accepted and all the all the financial blessings yeah. she got. For going to the university of miami
0: down in miami that was her, she she we, it was funny because she got a you know she got a, her acceptance letter early decision because she applied to you miami because i didn't you know i didn't i i she, I, I graduated good lord thank you lord you know but, but, but she, she had done pretty good in school and so she was she was explaining how she applied early and if you apply early and they give you all this money, they make you withdraw your applications from other schools. That you mm. have wow. So, so right after she had gotten in, she got notified that she got into like the University of Houston's Arch- School of Architecture. She got into the U of A School of Architecture. And we were talking the other day and she said, Dad, I'm going to Miami. She said, <laughs> it was my dream school. It's the place God told me. It's what I believed for. I love it. She said and it, it, it's it's just what I want to do. And so I'm again, she had to put in the work. Yeah. I saw her spend all that time on those essays, That's writing it. all that stuff, you That's know, it. and, and, and believing God and 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 what people don't know is her sowing her seed, uh mm-hmm. and, you know, putting her putting her money where her faith was. Is Come on. It on her seed for it, and now she gets to have the fruit of it. And I believe that all of us can do that exact same. And I appreciate and thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us here today. If you my hold on, pleasure. If you'll hold on one second. I'm going to say the goodbye to them, and then we'll okay. talk. Okay. All right. Listen, thank you guys so much for tuning in today to Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. As always, I'm your host. I'm always happy to be here, Uh, always happy to come and share with you. Uh, I believe we have one more leader that we're going to get a chance to speak with uh, before uh, the year is out. So stay, stay tuned for that. I'll be making that announcement. As a reminder, there are multiple ways in which you can connect with me. You can connect on YouTube. You can connect on Facebook. Or you can go to the landing page and have access to any of the podcasts that we possibly stream to. Listen, for those of you who joined us today, uh, don't forget to help me out once again with some little social media outreach. If you haven't, go ahead and like this broadcast. It helps to get our analytics up. Facebook pushes it out as, as suggestions when you do that. Also make sure that you are tagging your friends or family. If you listen to this and you said, you know what? Somebody need to hear what them black men were talking about today. Then I need you to make sure you share it. And once again, for, for about the 15th week, week in a row, I still have about 60% of my listeners who are men. So, men, I appreciate you for tuning in week after week after week. Ladies, I know y'all are going to always show up in droves. I appreciate that. Y'all are my heavy listeners on the live. My men are the heavy listeners on the podcast. You guys keep supporting, keep doing it, and I appreciate you so much. And Until next time, uh, when we have a chance to gather together, y'all be good. Y'all have a great day, and I'll see you later bye